welcome to Windsor 3D Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 3. I'm John Barker. Joining me once again is Jackpot Marshall. Fresh off eight, count them, winners at, uh, at Eagle Farm last Saturday. Uh, I suppose the bad news is, Joel, that now you're just never going to tip the card. <laughs> no. Yeah, thanks, Bart. Yeah, that was... Uh... It was the one that got away, wasn't it? Um, as I think you correctly pointed out on Twitter this week, uh, too loyal to subpoenaed. Uh, you know, the lazy lobster, unbelievable, goes under. Um, and, yeah, Tafane second pick. So should have got the card, really. Tafane was the the logical. She was heavily backed. She vaulted in, subpoenaed another teasing fifth or sixth. But, uh, yeah, eight out of nine, it was uh, well, certainly the, the best I've ever done. And, yeah... I, I think uh, that was my that was my one and only chance to uh, to pick the card. However, well, I mean, tipping it uh, the the card to show a profit. I hope you did show a profit uh, last Saturday, though. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a profit. Well, there was a couple. Like, there was two or three, I guess, gimmies, which you still got to pick. And, and usually, usually, I go against the gimmies, but uh, I did have a few of the odds on. He's on top last week. Uh, but yeah, there were a couple of decent odds. Uh, Garoppolo, finally. Speaking of uh, loyal, at least he did repay the faith after a couple of unplaced runs. Yes, indeed. Well, you're only as good as your last tip, so uh, we'd better get straight straight into this week. Uh, a few losers on the board. Um, Flemington is the venue for Melbourne Racing, and it's always a big day, always a great day of racing the first Saturday in July. It is finals day. Uh, each of the nine races is a final. There's three listed races, but we may as well... Take you uh, right through the whole lot at Flemington, and we'll start with race one, which uh, is at eleven fifty a.m. Do note that if you want to start, if you want to have a bet in the first at uh, Rose Hill, or in fact the first in Sydney from now on, at least until daylight saving, you've got to be getting up earlier than that uh, because at eleven o'clock in Sydney. But eleven fifty at Flemington, it's the Sofitel Next Generation Sprinters Series Final. It is a quality for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. And, uh, well, it's worth 150000 Joel. Uh, it, to all intents and purposes, it's a class one. Yeah, it's not the strongest of fields. I think the top weight, number one, has a bit of a future. But being it not the strongest field, I'm going to go with the first starter, number five, Eamon's Memory, who trolled really well, I thought, at Tatura. He led, cruised home. He could have won it. They held on to him tightly. He finished third. He's got a decent sort of a pedigree. He was entered for a couple of maidens this week and I guess connections. They've probably pulled the right rein. I mean, they're lining up, as you say, in a class one worth 150000 so why not? I'm going to have a little each-way bet on him from one. Manea, lovely ride from Linda Meach. She's just returned and that was just a sweet ride at Donald. It had trialled super. It was heavily backed. It was in an awkward spot after 200 metres, but she picked her way through the field and, and the Colt won well. Uh, nine stalking, I thought, hit the line pretty well on debut at Wangaratta from off the speed. Will be better for that experience. And two, the art of flying has been thereabouts in most of his runs to date. Uh, yes, I am with another of the first starters here, um, which is uh, number six, Regulus, who uh, will probably be fairly well found being a brother to star witness. Uh, still, oh, look, the, the jump outs have been nothing to write home about, but uh, look like you, I just think that on the, the exposures, um, there's not a massive, nothing that really jumps out in the exposed form here. 
Second, I've got number four, I Am War, who's uh, one of the few race ones that's not coming out of a maiden, coming out of a set weights race at Flemington. Form out of that, uh, mind you, has not been sensational. Menea, uh, as you uh, referenced, number one for third, and I've got Cardinal Gem for Graham Begg, who you've got an interview with in winning post this week for fourth. High numbers are six, four, one, and three. Race two at Flemington on Saturday is the TAB Silver Bowl Series final. And this one is a quality over 1,600 for three-year-olds. Yeah, I'm giving visualising another chance. I liked him at Sandown last time out. He looked the first horse beaten uh, coming past the 600 there at Sandown. He was off the biddy. Got behind the leader. It was a nice ride by Michael Poy to get behind the leader from gate eight. But, uh, yeah, he was the first beaten. I just don't think he was handling the very heavy ground. He kept whacking away and, and finished fifth. Actually, it wasn't too bad an effort in the straight. Just hoping the... Uh, Slightly better footing uh, will play into his hands. He was well back there too, 15s into 7.50. So I'm going to give him another chance. Four vibrant glider. He's had the two runs back from a spell, placed both of them ready to get to 1,600 now. 12 Baglioni, stable mate of visualising, had no luck at all at Flemington last time. That was 100 to 1 behind Foxy Frieder. But uh, previous to that was midfield behind the promising Sir Davy and two reliable dude. Beat a few of these in one of the lead-up races at Cranbourne last time out and did it quite well. I thought he probably had those that he meets again covered. 11 on top from 4-12 and 2. Now, I thought that about Reliable Dude too. Put him on top to beat Seb Song, Rathlin and inform Merle the Pearl. 2-3-1 and 7. Race 3 at Flemington on Saturday. Lexus Banjo-Patterson Series final. And this one, the quality over 26. Meters. Yeah, tough to go against Grand Promenade. I, I thought maybe about, uh, thought long and hard about putting Not Usual Glorious on top with the five kilo uh, pulling the weights, but I've gone with the favourite Grand Promenade. Just won so easily at Flemington last start. He's won two of his last three very comfortably. The defeat in between was a good second behind the talented stayer Realm of Flowers. So I've lent his way, but it wouldn't shock me to see Not Usual Glorious win. He's three from three in Australia. Uh, two on the Parks track, one on the Morfittville course proper. He's been carrying big weights. He's been impressive. And as mentioned, down to 54. It's a nice weight for him. Uh, nine Smokin' Piero has been racing well without winning. Looks a place chance again. And the other SA visitor, Master Chum. He went pretty well at Flemington last time out at 2,000 metres. And the step up and distance will suit. Two on top for me from four, nine and five. Yeah, I couldn't go against Grand Promenade. Made him my best from Master Chum. Not usual, glorious and hacky. Two, five, four, and one. Race four is the first of the black type, first of the listed races, Kennedy Targe Rossi Series final, previously known as the Gibson Carmichael. This is where the late season two-year-olds stretch out to 1,600 under quality conditions. Yeah, I'm with one Royal Zell. I've been following him up in Sydney. It was most disappointing two runs back, but the race really wasn't run to suit. James McDonald got on board last start and he let down with a strong finish to win. I think he can go right on with the job, the Sydney visitor. Uh, to beat 10, Water Fox, who jumped out quite well prior to her debut at Sandown, where she was very well backed. She missed a place, but certainly ran okay. I think just the 1,000 metres was a bit sharp. She improved out to 1,300 next time. Drops four kilos inside gate. I think she'll get her chance to run out a strong mile. 11 Forbidden City did loom like a possible winner last time out and then just peaked on her run. She had to sort of sustain a long effort there. Still a maiden from three starts, but I think she's ticking over nicely. And in for fourth, number two, Celestial Fury. Not many 
horses win on debut at, at Flemington over 1400 but he did he certainly got under punter's guard there at $26 it was a good win he had to fight off a couple of challenges I think he's got to be respected also but one on top for me from 10 11 and 2 uh, I'm with the unbeaten Philly Messignardi to beat Forbidden City, Royal Zell and Celestial Fury 3, 11, 1 and 2. Race 5 at Flemington on Saturday is the MSS Security Revet Series final. And this is for three-year-old fillies over 1,400. You know, giving Aidan's Field another chance, listeners will know I've been a big fan of her since day dot. She was pretty good first up in the Creswick. That was a real blanket finish. There was... You know, a length between eight or nine horses there. So she's finished seventh, but beaten less than a length right on their heels. She's got to carry 60 kilos, but she deserves that with some of the races she's competed in. And she's got gate one, so she's going to do no work in the run. I think she uh, can improve sharply second up. Three, Divine Diosa. Ran really good splits at Sandown, two back. So I didn't think it was that much of a surprise last week when she won at Caulfield. It was a good win at good odds. I think on the backup, she can run well again. 10, we go BAM in for third. She won at Werribee four runs ago. Her recent form, not too bad. Probably no real excuses, but I think she can run a, a cheeky race. And five, Foxy Frieder, who was a good winner at Flemington last time out in a key lead-up race. Does jump up four kilos, but she's got a good gait to offset that. One on top from three, 10, and five. Yeah, I went with Foxy Frieder. Thought was impressive enough last time. Star of Uma. The second uh, for reliable dude happened to win the second race. That would uh, be a bit of a boost for Star of Uma's form via Bengal Bandit. Sensationalisation for me for third and Divine Deusa. So I've got five, two, six and three. First leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is race six. And that is the Sepult Wines VRC CRV Winter Championship Series final. Uh, 1,600 metre quality. It is uh, the main event on the day. It's a listed uh, race. Uh, but only the 10 here, uh, Joel, usually bigger field than this. Yeah, usually capacity field, this winter championship. And uh, usually I would say 4 or $5 the field. But uh, we've got a, a short one here in dice roll, and I couldn't tip against him. He's uh, undefeated since arriving from Hong Kong. Had to uh, come off a bit of a freshen up last time out and strike wet ground, but he handled it. Very well. It was the best last 200 sectional of the day. I don't think 1600 is going to pull him up. So I think he's the one to beat. One Buckhurst, well, he brings a touch of class. We saw him in the spring run seventh in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, he was disappointing in the Cox Plate, didn't offer much there, but he has been gelded in the time off. And yes, he's got to give, well, he's got to give four and a half to dice roll and even more to the rest, but he certainly has to be respected. Seven Galaxy Raider. If we're on soft five or better, then that gives him his best chance. I think getting down in the weights is a real key to him too. He won a couple of races last year when he got down to the minimum weight. He's been carrying some big weights. And I thought his form was pretty good before the latest effort on soft seven. It was just a bit wet for him. And eight Adelaide ace has come to hand really well this prep. I thought he was a bit disappointing last time in. But he seems to be going well. Comes off a good win in the Swan Hill Cup. Two on top for me from one, seven and eight. Yeah, well, I went for... Uh... Uncharacteristically for me, for a bit of a non-winner in Odeon last time, uh, who, whom Dice Roll did uh, run straight past, but I just stuck with Odeon here, just with the, uh, with the two and a half kilos. Uh, certainly he is due to break through to beat Dice Roll. Adelaide Ace and Biometric 3, 2, 8 and 9. Second leg of the quaddy, race 7. 
at Flemington on Saturday is the GH Moore Mahogany Challenge final. And this one is for three-year-olds over 2,500 metres. Well, I'm sticking with Unique Artist. She got the job done nicely for us a couple of weeks ago as uh, as my value bet. She had an inside gate. She had a lovely run. You were just waiting to see whether she would produce the same sort of finish she had done in her maiden win on the synthetic uh, on the soft seven. But she did that and she cleared out three-length win at, at good odds. She's now $4 favourite, so no spoil. But uh, I think she's happy to... Well, I'm happy to stick with her because I think she's a filly on the way up. Uh, you, sort of, you, know, you never know if she's going to get 2,500, but I think she's the way she's going, she seems to relax in her races. The blinkers have gone on uh, her last two starts and and it just it, it sharpened her up, but she hasn't fired up at all. She's relaxed beautifully. So I think she can see out the longer trip. Five, Don Arcangelo. John O'Shea's got a couple of visitors down here. Uh, this bloke was strong, winning over 2,320 metres at Newcastle last start. It wasn't a great deal of opposition to contend with there, but he ran the trip out strongly. Seven, Murrumbidgee River, probably the most interesting runner all day. I saw he was entered for a couple of races. I didn't think they'd uh, go with this option, 1,500 to 2,500 at start two, but he's in the right stable to do it. He's by a Melbourne Cup winner in Fiorenti. He was heavily backed on debut at Ballarat, and, and John Allen got going on him quite early. I think he knew he had a talented stayer on his hands underneath him and he really made it a sort of a staying contest it was a strong win so really interesting runner and in for fourth number two literati who was uh, second sort of most away most of the straight there behind unique artists just got collared late last time out four on top for me from five seven and two yeah well look i um was impressed with the win of you unique artists two starts ago um but didn't get on last time Foolishly, because uh, I was worried about the transition from synthetic, but uh, now that she has uh, proved that uh, the turf is not a worry at all, I am with her to beat Token Spirit, Literati and Cakewalk Baby, 4, 3, 2 and 6. Race 8, third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is the Furphy All-Victorian Sprint Series Final. This is the last of the listed races and it is down the straight 1,200 metres. Yeah, interesting race. I've gone looking for a, a bit of value here. A horse that ran last week at Caulfield and just had no luck at all. And I thought if they backed him up, he'd be worth a bet here. And they have number 12, Irish Songs. Now, he ran third in the straight six, a listed race three runs back behind Romancer. He was 50 to one there. He led them up and held on really well. His next run in Sydney just went all pear-shaped. He over-raced. He did a lot wrong. It was just a forgive run. And then at Caulfield last week, as I said, he was held up for just about the whole way up the straight. I think he clearly should have gone uh, close or should have filled, finished in the placings. I'm not sure whether he would have beaten the winner Pintoff, but should have finished closer. Uh, I just think off that run three runs ago, says he's right up to this. And at $34, I thought he was over the odds. Two, Romancer, as you touched on earlier, Mark. So I did speak to Graham Begg for an article for the Winning Post this week. And he's warning punters just to overlook that 100 to 1 starting price first up. I see he's about $18, so he's, he's still a, a decent price. That was, well, it was surprising to many because he's never really been a 1,200 metre horse, but he had been trialling and jumping out quite well. He ran good time. I don't think there was any fluke to it, and they've kept him six weeks fresh to stay at 1,200 with a couple of jump outs in between. I think uh, if you weren't on last time, and not many were, I think you should jump on this time. So I'm going to play that the race that way and have two bets. Uh, four Banquo, probably just peaked on his run late first up. He can improve. And one, 
Isaurian, well, he's a real fresh horse. Six goes first up for five wins and a third. Twelve for me from two, four, and one. Yeah, well, your interview with Graham Big has uh, taught me into your own Mansa. And uh, a likely soft track should own Isaurian and High Stranger, two, nine, one, and of the quality. Obviously, it is the TCL Leilani for mares over 1,400 metres. Yeah, six Barbies Fox for me. Excellent run against the pattern of the day at Sandown first up. Really hit the line hard to, to run third. Uh, you know, I was expecting 10 to 1, but of course, Jamie Carr gets on and those odds just get halved. I think she's around $5.50. Only two wins from 17. It's been a while since the last win. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to be taking any shorter than that. But she's on top for me from 13, Lint out. Uh, real work in progress, this mare. Thought that the big track would really suit at Flemington last start. And Craig knew it held her up uh, just for that one last dash at them. And she, I thought she was, she was going to win, but don't tell the boss with a lighter weight. Just got up underneath her, but it was a good effort. She's learning all the time. 10, Galgani, racing really well. Consistent mare. I think she's certainly a winning hope. And a bit of a ruffian for fourth. Continues to race out of her grade, but she can bob up with a good run. That's number 15, Make Mine Hennessy. Only won two from 23, but she has been competitive. The uh, Well, all three times, really, she's raced at Flemington. I think she's won at a bit of odds to include in your first fours. Six on top for me, though, from 13, 10, and 15. Similar for me, six on top as well, Barbie's box to beat Galgani, Lindat, and Don't Tell the Boss. Six, 10, 13, and three. My best was race three, number two, Grand Promenade. And Barbie's Fox race nine, number six, was my value bet. Joel's best was race seven, number four, Unique Artist. And his value bet race two, number 11, Visualising. The other black type on the eastern seaboard on Saturday is at the Sunshine Coast, uh, where there are three uh, black type races. The first of them is race six. It is the Winks Guineas, the race, of course, that famously started Winks's unbeaten run, uh, although I think it was run in May in those days, not on this card, or certainly that, that particular year it was, because um, it was prior, of course, to the Queensland Oaks. Um, but this one is uh, 1,600 metres for three-year-olds at set weights, and it's a group three, Joel, worth 875000 Yeah, pretty wide-open race. Um, certainly, I think you could make winning cases for seven or eight of them. I've gone with nine, Tamalade, uh, son of Adelaide, who's coming along really well. Just got shuffled back coming to the turn, went out to the 16.50 at Doombin last start, had to come the widest from the rear. He stained a long run. Just found one better who got all the, the lovely inside runs. He will be better for having had that run over the mile. Nice big track's going to suit him better than Doombin. I thought number four, not an option, was the other way to have a little wager on as well. So, again, probably play this race with a two-bet strategy, nine and four. Four, not an option, is sort of mixing his form. I thought he was very good late at Doombin, first up behind Glitter Strip, and didn't offer much at all in the Fred Best last time out. Maybe just didn't handle Eagle Farm. A few horses don't these days. And I think getting onto a ground, uh, a wet ground is going to suit him. And it's going to be wet. It's going to be heavy, I think, on Saturday. I don't think there's too much doubt about that. 11, De Jennifer, who was very good first up. 
uh, when running third at Ipswich. That was a nice return. She's very consistent. She'll strip fitter. And the horse that beat her there at Ipswich, Pelissippian, is four from four. You can't do any more, more than that. Uh, she's just got to step up to the longer trip, but she's bred to. She's by So You Think. And uh, I think from the family of Tinto, who uh, was a winner up to 1,800. So certainly in the mix. Nine from four, 11 and 14. Race seven at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday is the all-chin air conditioning and refrigeration at Lounge Cup. Over 2,400 metres at listed level. Four Stockman got a well-deserved win in the Mackell Cup last time out. He was on the, well, not, not a backup, but two weeks after finishing third in the Winter Cup over 2,400. He just came back to 2,000 metres and there was genuine tempo, which really suited him. And he loved the heavy ground. He's had four goes on heavy rated tracks for three wins in a second. So, look, he's been well found by the market. I think he was... 350 off noms. They reopened the market after acceptances, and he was 270. So certainly the one they want to be with. Heavy ground, well, that really plays into the hands of number two, Wugok. He's one of the best mudlarks around, eight from 15 on heavy tracks. His last couple have been okay. He got a heavy track last time out, and he just probably had to uh, take the field up to the leaders and probably just took away from his finish. But he's better than that. He can improve. Seven Humboldt current. I'm not sure about him on the heavy, but he'll be fitter for that Ipswich Cup run because he hadn't raced for a while. I think it was uh, seven weeks between runs. So this might have been the planned sort of target for him. And one Mirage Dancer. Well, he's all class. Just 61 on heavy is uh, the knock. But, uh, yeah, look, he's uh, back in form at least after that second to incentivise, albeit a distant second last week. Four on top from two, seven and one. And race eight at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday is the PAB Glasshouse Handicap. Another lifted race over 1,400 metres and big field of 18 to face the starter. Yeah, I'm going with the Kiwi Mare Coventina Bay. She's got the terrible gait, but I'm not too worried about that. I think uh, this stage of the day, that's where they'll be, want to be. She's on the backup from the Tats Tiara last week, where she probably just a little bit outclassed. At the weight, so previous run in the Dane River wasn't too bad. She was in the worst ground, only three lengths off Brooklyn Hustle. I know she's taking on the boys here, but I think it is a drop in class. It was a pretty strong Tats Tiara last week. And importantly, she gets onto a wet track. I think that's uh, really going to be up her alley. My next couple are queries in the wet. So it's a bit of a question mark, but Seven Desert Lord is a talent. He was very good first up at Ipswich. Good turn of foot with 59 kilos. This is a, a really good option for him. It's just that wet ground that he's got to sort of prove himself on. And 12 Profits, the other one. He's only had one run on soft ground. That was 1,800. Race really wasn't run to suit. All of his other runs have been on top of the ground. So it may just be circumstantial that he's done all that racing on, on dry tracks. He is by done deal. I thought the fresh win was excellent, 1,400. The tempo was against. The weights were against last start. I think you can forget that run. And 6 Charlize. Well, she's a mare in form. She has run well on wet tracks. She's won three of her last four, and I, I know this is a little bit tougher, but I think she's got to be respected the way she's going. Four on top for me from seven, 12, and six. And four, race eight, number four, Coventina Bay, was your value bet there at the Sunshine Coast. Joel, talk us through your best, which comes up earlier in the program. Yeah, in the two-year-old race, race three, number one, Miss Hipstar. Uh, listeners all know I, I like this filly. She got the cash for us first up in the Del Rallo, 1,000 metres on soft ground. It was a strong win. 
She's had wide gates her next couple, pressed forward and just hasn't finished off. That was in the Champagne Classic and when getting out to 1,400 in the size. They've freshened her up, come back in trip. They've put the claimer on, Madeline Wishart, gets her back to 56 and a half. I think she can hit right back and uh, find winning form again. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. And as I mentioned, from now on, in Sydney on a Saturday, we have got 10 races, uh, which makes a little bit of a challenge for those of us trying to uh, squeeze them all in uh, to printed publications. But uh, good for the punters, starting at, uh, well, I guess it's good for the punters, uh, starting at 11 o'clock in the morning. You can build a bank rather than be broke by lunchtime. But uh, talk us through your best uh, at Rose Hill, Joel, starting in race four. Yeah, it's a pretty tough card, big fields, a lot of dual acceptors, so it was certainly hard to do the the form early for this meeting. I've gone with Ibaraki as my best, race four, number nine. Uh, this three-year-old son of Darcy Brummer, he trialled in New Zealand, caught the eye of Orbis Bloodstock, who purchased him, brought him over here, gave him to Team Hawks. He won two trials, so you were never going to get a price about him first start at Canterbury. He was $1.50, uh, lobbed outside the lead and, and won Quite impressively, this is a step up in grade. There's a few handy three-year-olds here, but I don't think he's an off-season horse. I think he's stakes class, and I think if he can just get a little bit of luck early from that tricky gate, he can remain unbeaten. And my value bet, race seven, number 13, Titanium Power. Now, last start, you'll see in your form guide's beaten 49 lengths. He uh, pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia there, putting a pen through that run. His previous form was good. He was leading them up. Uh, racing really well. The third at Warwick Farm, two runs back, was quite good. The runner-up Paper Warrior has since won a Saturday race, so the form's good. I think he can put himself uh, on speed in a good spot, and uh, as long as all is well, uh, usually is at their next start, they can bounce back quite quickly from that cardiac arrhythmia, and I'm expecting him to do so at an each-way price. All righty, Murray Bridge is the metro venue for SA on Saturday. They do like racing there over there. And as a result, solid field sizes through the day. What have you found for us there, Joel? Yeah, look, um, I found it a little bit difficult uh, to come up with a couple of specials here, but they're both good odds, even my best bet. We'll start off with the value, and it's race four, number six, carry off from the... George Osborne Yard at Kitan. So crossing the border with this bloke, his numerical form of late doesn't read all that well. He was a winner of a maiden at Werribee first up. Since then, he's been a little bit slow to begin. He's had wide barriers. He's just been getting too far back and finding a bit of trouble. Uh, this is a race for uh, South Australian bred horses. So you've just uh, you've got to be qualified to get into it. Obviously, he is being by Zebedee. It's a nice race for him. They've put the blinkers on. I just expect sharp improvement from him. I just don't think we've been seeing the best of him in his latest few starts. So there's a bit of upside at a good price. Uh, my best bet comes up in race seven, and it's number one, Just Folk, another Victorian visitor from the Josh Julius yard at Bendigo. Melissa Julius to ride. He finished fourth first up over 1,200 metres at Sandown. thought that would be a bit sharp for him, but he was very well backed late. He ran well. Forget the last run at Flemington. He drew a wide gate. Just never got on the track. It was a tough run. The three-kilo claim gets him in well with 60 and a half. Just think his class is going to take him a long way uh, here at Murray Bridge. Race seven, number one. All right. They are racing at Belmont across the Nullarbor. And there's a couple of black-type races there. 
Uh, race seven is the Belmont Oaks for the three-year-old fillies over 2,000 metres. At level weights in now man in Perth, BJ Ryan can't go past the impressive Eden Palmer at the level weights. The big try for us, Baranova and Chile is hot, which is one, two, four, and three. The other um, race is for is basically the, the males uh, equivalent, which is the Aquanita Stakes, also uh, two thousand meters. This one for the three by Colts and Geldings. And BJ likes number three, Crescent City, to beat four, trade them in. Uh, one, Kerman Rock, and seven, Tina Kutu. Uh, she's a charmer. Race seven, number one, was BJ's best in his value bet. Is race four, number eight, Lipstick Flickers. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they're racing at Hastings and Ruakaka. Yeah, Hastings uh, jumps program. They've got the... Uh... Hawks Bay Hurdle and Steeple and a couple of maiden hurdles and a maiden steeple. So it's a, a real a good program for the uh, jumps enthusiasts. Uh, my best in value, both come up in the flat races, however. My best is race four, uh, number five, Speedy Meaty. Had two runs back from a long spell. Thought he held on pretty well first up. Next run at Ellsley, there was just too much pressure. Uh, looked that way on paper. There was a lot of speed and that's the way it panned out. He just uh, weakened in the run home. But third up, looks ready to go. He contested a couple of group ones last year, so he's pretty handy when right. Three kilo claim gets him in well with 55 and a half. I think he's ready to win third up. My value bet comes up in the last, and we're buttering up again on Surprise Me. So that's race 10, number 17. Uh, ran really well at good odds last time out, finishing third. Was back in distance with a few gear changes after doing a bit wrong at her previous couple and seemed to work really well. She still needs another couple of scratchings to get a run but uh wouldn't shock me to see her sneak in and uh, run a good race the other meeting as you touched on is rua kaka my value bet comes up in race three and it's number 13 straight shooter deb it's had four starts and yet to be placed but i think she's going pretty well she's hasn't been beaten all that far last time out she contested a three-year-old open handicap so she was uh, racing against horses that had won races and she was up there for quite a, a while and just overrun late they gave her a trial on Tuesday, had the apprentice Tegan Abel aboard. She takes the ride on Saturday, claims four, so she gets in the 52 and a half. And I think she's ready to uh, to bob up into the top three at a bit of a price. My best bet, don't often make a first start a two-year-old, my best bet, but have been waiting a while for this bloke. Number five, Tsunami Sam, race four, number five. Uh, he won a trial about three or four months ago. If you can watch the replay, you just want to back him anywhere. He let down like a very serious horse. Recently, he trialed on heavy. Wasn't as explosive. Still got the job done. This is a tricky race because there's a couple of handy horses that have raced, uh, that have competed at a good level, mainly numbers one and nine. And it's going to be a good test. But I think Tsunami Sam is pretty smart. And I think it'd be hard to beat on debut. Alrighty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
Well, Joel, as you mentioned earlier, I don't know how you did it, but uh, <laughs> your lazy lobster was the one, uh, your one tip at Eagle Farm that did not win in the shape of subpoenaed. How are you going to atone? Yes, very disappointing. Uh, should have split it up and gone 10 on my best, 10 on my value. So I'll do that this week and hopefully that'll pay rewards. I'll have 10 a win Miss Hipstar, uh, Sunshine Coast, race three, number one, and 10 a win Coventina Bay, race eight, number four. All right, and I will go each way at uh, Wilmington on, uh, now, now that you say, it, say it's $18, it's only 12 when uh, last time I had a look and I speak of uh, race eight. Number two, Romancer. That uh, leaves us only to remind you, readers, to pick up your winning post. If you haven't already, it is online now at uh, via winningpost.com.au. Just click the link in the main story there to take you to the issue platform. Uh, it's in the shops first thing Friday morning with all your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all your favourite columnists and features as well. Still only $5.50 and I am pleased to report, listeners, that as of Wednesday this week, I signed off on the 2021-22 winning post calendar which is only four weeks away. So save your shekels, book with your uh, news agent. No excuses. You uh, must pick up your winning post uh, dated July 31, out Friday, July 30. Inside. In the meantime, we'll be back next week. Uh, and until then, back. Talk to you then.